0: Islamophobia is an unreasonable dislike or fear of and prejudice against Muslims or Islam. And since the attacks of 9-11-2001, there has been an increase in Islamophobia and racist abuse, not only in America, but other places all over the world. The question is, do you have it? Unfortunately, equating Muslims with terrorists has become very common in American society, and the consequences are very violent. According to the Federal Bureau of Investigation report released in November, the number of assaults, attacks on mosques, and other hate crimes against Muslims in the year 2015 was higher than at any other time except the immediate aftermath of 9-11. In 2015, there were 257 anti-Muslim incidences, up from 154 in 2014. That was a 67% increase. In 2001, 481 incidences were reported. Now I'm not sure whether or not I have it, I don't think I have Islamophobia and that's probably because I've been to Qatar for 10 days and went to two mosques and hung out with Muslims for those 10 days and I've been to the UAE, Dubai and Abu Dhabi and was in another two mosques and hung out and met all people from the Middle East and a lot of Muslims Um, I've been teaching a lot of students at Wake Tech that are from the Middle East, from Jordan, from Syria, from Egypt, Saudi Arabia. I mean, 10 years of teaching students and talking to them. Uh, I have a couple really good friends from Egypt and Syria and Jordan, um, I've met uh, a Saudi guy in the Burj Khalifa building that came up to our group, he had a baseball cap on. He was from Saudi Arabia and gave us all hugs. I met a guy from Iran in an elevator in Bangkok and once he found out I was an American, I went to shake his hand and he gave me a hug. So I you know, feel real comfortable when I'm with anybody from the Middle East. And I would like to think I don't have Islamophobia, but I don't know. That's a question that I guess you always have to ask yourself. guest on the podcast today is Dr. Amin Asfari from Wake Tech. Dr. Asfari teaches criminal justice and I've known him for about five or six years and he is a great guy, a lot of fun to talk to, very interesting and a lot of students that I've run into that know him say he is excellent. So At the end of 2016-2017, he got his PhD, and since that time, along with teaching, he's published articles and has done a lot of guest uh, public presentations on the topic of Islamophobia. And uh, really two reasons, number one, he's Muslim, he was born in Syria, but he had a cousin back in that high profile triple murder case in Chapel Hill. His cousin was Dia Bakarak, a 23-year-old second-year student in dentistry school. Uh, not only was he killed, but his 21-year-old wife, Yusar Abdul Salah, she was planning to go to graduate school. And her 19-year-old sister was over, Razan Abdul Salah. She was a student at NC State University. And all three of them were killed by a white guy named Hicks who rang the doorbell and got in a fight over parking and he shot all three of them dead. So, uh, you know, Dr. Asfari, it really hit home for him. So we're going to, and by the way, this was a very high profile case. Um, There were rallies in their memory, uh, locally, nationally, and all the way uh, back in the Middle East. So this was a uh, very high profile case. Um, So you can see Dr. Asfari is very close to Islamophobia, and we're going to get him on the line and uh, see uh, how he's doing with everything, and uh, he'll talk a little bit about that case. So if you hold on, I will get Dr. Asfari on the line. Okay, I think we have Dr. Asfari on the line. Are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? Good. How about you? I'm doing um the summer's been uh, flying by you uh i know you're not doing any traveling but you were going to travel weren't you yeah i had a conference scheduled
1: for uh brisbane uh in australia and unfortunately that fell through and uh had a couple conferences in
0: california and elsewhere and wow all that's going to be moved to 2021 so we would have been in australia at the same time because yesterday was our scheduled trip with wake tech to go to sydney
1: Oh, uh,
0: yeah. I think ours was in early August. Oh, okay, okay. So that, yeah, yeah. But nonetheless, yeah, it's been great. <laughs> well, I appreciate you spending some time uh, with me on the podcast and talking about some Middle East issues, Islamophobia, and I know you do a lot of work. So before we get to that. Uh, Tell, uh, just kind of tell people who are listening what you currently do, what you teach, uh, you know, where you're originally from, and then we'll kind of get into more of the substance of what the podcast is about today.
1: Absolutely, uh, Jeff, thanks. Uh, I am uh, an associate professor here in the Department of Criminal Justice at Wake Tech. Um, I'm originally from Syria. Uh, I like to think of it as a place formerly known as Syria, I mean, given that it's been destroyed. Right. Um, but I was never actually in Syria, so I was born in Kuwait, and uh, I traveled that region uh, to some degree when I was young, and, and it happened to go back in 2011. I went to Abu Dhabi, uh, Saudi Arabia, and so forth, uh, and Qatar recently. Oh, okay. Uh, but
0: that's it, yeah. Wow, so um, what did you think of Qatar?
1: Well, Qatar is Qatar, my friend. It uh, it depends on where you are, right? So if you're in uh, Doha, uh, it's magnificent. The outskirts are a little bit uh, of a desert, but it's a beautiful
0: place. Beautiful place. So, yeah, we went uh, with Wake Tech in 2014 and then went over to Abu Dhabi and uh, Dubai last year. And just met some really great people. The students that I've taken on those two trips fell in love with the Middle East, no, no issue. It was oh, that's great, yeah. yeah, that's great to hear. So, you teach criminal justice and you recently just got your PhD, didn't you? Yeah, in 2017, uh, end of 2016,
1: uh, early 2017, I finished my PhD um, and happy to get
0: it behind me. Yeah, a lot of work involved, I'm sure. yeah so, um, we have, you know, I've known you for a while, and a couple years ago I went to one of your presentations at North Campus on Islamophobia. And it was really, uh, you know, and I like to think that I knew a lot, but uh, you, it was really eye opening of the issues here in this country and the way, uh, you know, things with stereotypes and people's prejudices, um, you know, really anywhere in this country happen. So you've you've given that talk, not only to Wake Tech, but where else have you talked? Because I saw you on some recent news that I Googled, and that same topic you were talking about, it was really
1: interesting. Oh, sure, thanks. Uh, yeah, that talk, uh, or some version of that talk, I mean, that's become sort of my research interest uh, very broadly, so I may give different versions. I've given it at um, Walden University and another podcast. I've sp- I was an invited speaker at uh, uh, California State University in Chico for an endowed lecture there. Wow. Uh, I want to say 2017, so I gave that uh, talk there. I've, I've spoken at the
0: various campuses here, East Carolina University, NC State, elsewhere. So, um, okay. I've, I've, and yeah. and was, what was the main, uh, if you could kind of sum the top three or four points of, of the lecture that you give, is there any way that sure. you could kind of give the highlights for the audience? Oh,
1: sure. Uh, well, the biggest highlight is that islamophobia is nothing new it's the same old prejudice that manifests itself in many societies and it's not exclusive to the united states you'll generally find these kinds of prejudices in countries that have strained race relations right uh so it could be you know anti-black racism uh you know if um suppose um uh, the Martians from Pluto came down and, and uh, were the ones responsible for 9-11. Yeah. We would be hating on Martians, uh, on Plutonians today, the same way. Right. Uh, it's just a social construct. I mean, suppose you woke up uh, September 10, 2001. Your neighbor was, was Muslim. You wouldn't have any problem with that person. You probably wouldn't even know anything about them. Uh, so, what exactly is the reason for the animus? Well, it's the social construction, it's the excessive negative media, and so forth, and the policies that follow. So uh, we we can you can do away with the group uh, and put and substitute any group uh, there: Islamophobia, blacks, uh, Hispanics, uh, whatever the case may be. It's the same thing. So that's one main key point. Uh, the other key point is that uh, unlike 19 and the current situation is, is curable and one way to cure prejudice is to mingle with people it's in fact the opposite of 2019 not to maintain uh, covid 19 not to maintain right. social distance it's to
0: get to know people that are different than you right that's a good point yeah the opposite yeah so Correct. C- that's, that's why travel is important so let me ask you a question uh, would you say That in your experience with people you know that have mingled, uh, let's say America, I know it's not just America that has Islamophobia, but let's say Americans, you bring them to the Middle East, to Qatar, Abu Dhabi, Lebanon, would you say that their Islamophobia would have 100% cured?
1: Called cognitive dissonance it's a way to convince your mind let's say you uh, hated all uh, uh, hispanics let's say and um, you thought you, you ascribed to them some particular negative characteristic uh, uh, they don't smell good let's say but then you have your friend who's uh, uh, from i don't know guatemala yeah. and uh, your friend smells really good uh, takes care of himself and showers all the time and so forth, if you really are insistent and you're persistent in your prejudice, you can find a way to circumvent that. You can say, well, that's only my friend. The rest of them still think, right? So uh, you it is much rarer for someone to actually travel all the way there because in order to do that, they've already had... Some exposure; they're already pretty much open-minded to some degree, right? Unless they're being coerced there, like they go in there in the military or something.
0: Okay. Uh, once they get there and they get to befriend people and see the humanity of others, then that generally dissipates largely. Yeah. Wow. Okay, that makes sense. Do you yeah. do you think that since nine eleven, um, or you know, I, I know it was really really bad right after 911 has it has it gotten any better in 2020 or are we going the wrong direction with <laughs> in your opinion now you asking about now you asking about my politics uh, I, think, uh, no, no, I think no 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 i want are... i, I want to stay out of politics like yeah that might not be a that might not be a fair <laughs> question um let let's say in 2010 2011
1: 2012 right well, let me let me address the the question originally without without you know digressing into politics. Uh, I think that we were at some point going in the right direction. I okay. think that ultimately there's a positive linear track that we're working on. So we're getting better. Uh, I do think that what we see now today in our society are uh, some degree remnants of Islamophobia post 9 11. Right. Uh, but that's certainly, I
0: mean, but there's all kinds of prejudices that have arisen that, that that may be conflated with Islamophobia and and just manifesting themselves now. Right. Okay. Well, that was a good answer. Without thank get, you. Without getting into politics. Sure. Um, so Syria is, you know, I have a couple friends from Syria. Actually, I was going to do a podcast with a student that's from Damascus. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, it is really, or was, unbelievable for tourism. Absolutely. And, and now, uh, I don't even know if Damascus would be worth a tourist going. So, right. um, you have never been there? I have not. Uh, of course, both my parents are Syrian, so I, I know it vicariously. I still have family there, so we speak to them.
1: Okay. I will say, in terms of Damascus, it's largely intact and doing quite well. Uh, Having said that, Syria in general, in fact Damascus, funny that you should mention that, is one of the oldest uh, inhabited cities on earth. So um, it it, it is, of course, very historical, uh, steeped in tradition, steeped in history. I mean, if you look at the Romans and all the remnants of the Roman aqueducts and the... uh, 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 the stadiums and so forth, they're, they're all there, largely intact, and it was just beautiful. It would have been beautiful for me to visit, but that's uh, not going to happen anytime soon. But
0: hopefully, if this ends, maybe we, we, should, we should take a trip. What was your favorite country in the Middle East, or what is? <sighs> um, I, I really, I don't know that this is the Middle East. I really like Turkey. Yeah, keep, uh, have you that... had a chance to travel Turkey by any chance? No, but I got a lot of friends that have been on this podcast that that's their number one place keeps coming up. So
1: yeah, Turkey, Turkey. I'll tell you why, Jeff, because if you look at Qatar and you know uh, and uh, the UAE in general, I don't think that those civilizations, like what you see there, people are fascinated. It's essentially Las Vegas on steroids. Yeah, and so it's not. It's not that those buildings and and that infrastructure is not native to that society. So it's essentially an exported uh, uh, culture yeah. from the US there and from the Western world in general. But if you look at Turkey, that's a country that's steeped in thousands of years of tradition. And what, what you see there is actually theirs. you understand? So
0: that's, that's pretty, that's re- largely why I am fascinated with. It. Okay, that's interesting. Um yeah. yeah, I would you know, I I doubt Wake Tech would let me take a travel abroad trip to Syria. Uh and yeah. I don't think I would go, but eventually um if if they finally figure out how to end this thing, it would be a place. Right. Um let's see, what else? Um you you uh when I met you at that um session you did at North Campus, it was pretty close after what happened in the news in Chapel Hill. Are you able to talk on that a little bit?
1: Sure. Uh, that's actually what um, motivated me to, to do my dissertation on Islamophobia or anti-Muslim prejudice. I was going in a completely different direction, more related to, uh, to criminal justice. Uh, and, of course, hate crimes are a part of criminal justice. That said... Um, It was because my cousin, Dia Barakat, was uh, murdered. He was one of the victims of that shooting in Chapel Hill. He was a dental student at UNC, had been married for about two weeks. um, And his wife moved in with him, and her sister was visiting at the time. And there had been altercations between them and this neighbor uh, who was, uh, to understate the case, uh, a bit disdainful of religion and certainly of Muslims. Because my cousin didn't really look Muslim, uh phenotypically you know, he looked like a nice, you know, Irish boy, a blonde-haired, blue-eyed kid. Yeah. Uh, once his wife moved in and he saw that she's wearing a hijab, then the interactions and in the conflict uh,
0: increased precipitously, and it led to him knocking on their door and, and gunning them down one one after the other. And that was in uh, 2015 or something? That's correct. Yeah. That's, that was horrible situation. I had no idea... Yeah. I followed it closely, but I had no idea your connection, so I'm sure yeah. that was really tough on you. So, sorry about that. And, uh, oh, no, no worries. Um, Well, I, you know, we could probably talk about a lot of issues in politics and go on and on and on for hours about Islamophobia right. and uh, relations between us and the Middle East and our stereotypes, but uh, maybe we'll get into that at another session at some point. We'll see. Perhaps. Yeah. Um, Let me just close off with
1: this, if I may, Jeff. Yeah. Uh, this may be interesting to your, to, your, uh, to your audience. In relation to the current unrest in the United States, for example, if you compare, uh, to my earlier point, Islamophobia to any type of prejudice, you'll see that law enforcement, for example, is experiencing the same thing now, right? It's the us versus them mentality. Right. Why do they generalize about uh, about us? We're the you know we're good. Uh, you know the guy that killed George Floyd was was one officer. They shouldn't label us uh, as a collective group mm-hmm. that way, right? Right. So it's very eerily similar, isn't
0: it? Yeah, it is. It is.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I, that, that's why I think this is very uh, very timely. This kind of research because it speaks to the both the psychology and the social construction of, of these kinds of attitudes. Why do
0: people hate other groups and hate other people? And it's not just about a matter of race, religion, ethnicity, etc. It could be, you know, other groups uh, by occupation. Or 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 an event like the virus coming out of China. You know, the Chinese that are here, yeah. they're facing some unbelievable things right now from Americans. and Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think, like you said, uh, <clears throat> more interaction with, with people, and and what you do, you may not know it. I mean, it's certainly fun to travel, but what you do uh, is you also break down a lot of barriers. So I really would advise your listeners to uh, connect with you and connect with the, with the travel abroad program and take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, it it, it breaks down so many stereotypes. Not a, you know, just not them, but faculty and myself of every country sure. i've been to it's just unbelievable yeah. well i appreciate again uh your time i'm sure i'll see you around hopefully in the fall or spring at some point and Absolutely. um you know stay safe and it was great talking to you
1: you too thanks Jeff. i appreciate it thank you yeah. so
0: much bye-bye So Amin made a great point there about killing the virus of Islamophobia, which is opposite of COVID-19. With COVID-19, you need to social distance. With Islamophobia, you need to intermix, travel, get together, get to meet somebody from the Middle East. And I guess the question is, will that eliminate it? I certainly know it'll lessen it quite a bit.